course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're talking with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave, joined as always by our other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? I am doing fantastic. I am All right. I am here, man. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. At least, actually, if we're going to be transparent, you're literally here. You're actually literally. visiting visiting this week. and uh, But uh, in order to get uh, – so we're recording in the same same house, but to get uh, clear audio, you're a couple of rooms over because our mics were bleeding into each other, so <laughs> – <laughs> weird stuff but uh that's all right we do what we got to do here that's right improve and innovate <laughs> that's right and uh yeah this week we're going to be reviewing the movie bad things which was on is on shutter and uh before we dive into all that we'd like to say a special thank you to our wives monica and kayla for all their support and everything they do for us uh so i i don't i don't really have anything with as far as what i watched and whatever else this is been kind of a crazy week and i know you've like i said you've been traveling you're here now so do you have a whole lot that you've been up to or or watched um no no i mean we watched a little bit of the walking dead but uh outside of that um not not a not a whole lot that i've been able to watch (laughs) yeah me neither me neither my my routines are are different so well then if that's the case let's just dive into our weekly segment stomp the co-host and this week we're doing Stump the Co-Host. This is our horror trivia game that we play here on Listen to Their Screams. I can I have identical horror horror trivia uh, card decks, excuse me, and we each choose two cards, which is a total of four questions, and we will alternate asking each other these questions to see who wins for this episode. At the end of 2023, our we will when we end up doing our 2023 review episode excuse me we will then proclaim who our yearly champion is as it stands right now ike is leading with two <laughs> wins no losses and two draws so um i'm okay fighting as from the underdog i just gotta i just gotta start making up some ground here absolutely i think uh looking at our cards here for you i i think you might uh you might might have a little little bit of a edge on this one Mm-hmm. I think you said that last week, too, and it didn't work. Or last week, too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive into it. Since you are playing from the lead, I'm going to put uh, – you're going to have to be on the uh, – go first. That's the way we're going to do it. All Sounds right. good. What movie stars professional wrestler Roddy Piper as a drifter who discovers a box of special sunglasses? That's a good one. That's a goodie. Um, well, I, I guess that we can blame Dave for this one as well, because I, I the only reason I know about this movie is because of Dave. So um, that would be They Live. It is They Live. Such a good movie. Love that movie. It is indeed. It's a good one. All right. Go ahead, then. Here we are. I'm already I'm now in the back in the fighting from behind spot again already. So. Oh, boy. So All go right. ahead. Hand me my first question. <laughs> All right. First one for you. In the 1982 movie Basket Case, what does the character Dwayne carry in his basket? Um, well, his 
I don't separated twin or whatever you would go. I guess I don't know how you would put it, right? I mean, it's his, it was his conjoined twin that was separated from him. Yep, that is correct. It says Siamese twin, but twin oh, twin is good. There you go. <laughs> I guess that's the case. All right. Okay, we're back 1-1 here. Uh, Harry Potter's Daniel Radcliffe starred in this 2012 film about a vengeful ghost. That would be The Woman in Black. It is The Woman in Black. So you're back up 2-1. So here I am fighting again. Absolutely. I think I think you'll get this one. And Halloween for the return of Michael Myers, what is Jamie Lloyd's relation to Michael? Jamie Lloyd, that is uh, his niece. That is correct. Some of these questions, though, you read them and it's like they sound so <laughs> obvious that you're like thinking it through. So then I'm afraid, oh, am I am I overthinking this? Right. Uh, I <laughs> talk myself into a circle here. All right. Two, two here. Your third question. Oh, man. What's in the box? Name that movie. That would be seven. That is seven. That is my favorite Brad Pitt movie. That's a good one. Such a good movie. That in California. I like California, too. So. (laughs) All right. Well, I feel, feel pretty confident you'll get this one. What was George A. Romero's? First installment of his classic zombie movie franchise. Um, Night of the Living Dead. That is correct. All right. We're tied 3-3 again. Man, you're going to miss one or I'll get another damn draw. <laughs> All right. What attacks a group of teens in the 1986 movie Chopping Mall when they are trapped inside a shopping mall after dark? Um. It's a, uh, I mean, it's a serial killer, isn't it? It is not. It is security robots. Oh. See, yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I'm guaranteed a draw, but I have a chance to get my first win right here. It's all on this fourth question. I can get my first victory. Here we go. No pressure. Yeah, all kinds of pressure. <laughs> I'm actually all very right. nervous. I'm more nervous than I should be about this. Uh, we'll, we'll see. This one's a little. I mean, you've seen. I know you've seen this movie, but I don't know if you'll know this per the uh, the name that it's asking for. So, all right. Oh, no. What is the name of the family pet in the movie The Lost Boys? Oh man. Oh. I, was, I I know you've seen this movie. I know you love I this movie. I <laughs> have seen this movie dozens of times, and I don't know that I've ever paid attention. I'm going to say Buster. It is Nanook. So you are incorrect. <laughs> I don't even know what Nanook is. Me neither. <laughs> Nanook is some bullshit. That's what it is. <laughs> Damn it. So here we go. Like, all I could do is muster another draw. That's. I mean, I, I feel like maybe it's just the best I can do here. <laughs> hey, it happens. It happens. When you're, when you're against greatness, what can you do but draw? Uh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, okay. Let's see how it is. All right, let's uh let's take a little break. Let Ike get his ego in check a little bit. <laughs> Awfully cocky for a draw. And uh and when we come back, we'll have news and upcoming releases. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams, that is Listen 
the number two in screams and you can find us there also make sure you go and buy yourself a listen to their screams t-shirt you can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com screams shirts spread the news spread the news spread the news and we are back with the news all right so we got some good stuff for you guys here today um, one thing I'm particularly excited about, but let's talk about it. Uh, first and foremost, we have The Last Voyage of the Demeter is now available on video on demand. Um, you know, this is one of those movies that we didn't end up reviewing for the podcast, but it was something that both Dave and I were both interested in. So um, hopefully once this comes to streaming, you know, we can definitely both check it out and talk about it. Uh, but uh, I know obviously it's, it's it's vampire related. So I know, Dave, it, it's a must see. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's based on a chapter from the original Rom Stoker Dracula novel. It's uh, so yeah, it's actually Dracula. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad it's kind of on it's on video on demand uh, pretty quickly. I'm excited to see it. Yep, me too. All right, and then of course we have the Boogeyman. I'm the Boogeyman, and it's uh it's now available on video on demand, uh, and will be released on physical media October 10th. Um, now, of course, uh, Dave and I did review this uh, movie. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when, about two months ago, I think. But uh, uh, decent movie. Um, cool to see mm-hmm. it get released on physical media um, so people can pick it up. You know, well, what else can I say? Yep. 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 Go watch it on uh, video on demand and then go back and find our episode and, and listen to our review of it. That's right. All right. And now uh, here's the best news of the week. Not going to lie to you. Terrifier 2 is returning to theaters on November 8th. Oh, beautiful. Um, yep. You know, we recently had the Terrifier 1 re-release, which was fantastic, or I guess I should say release. And then now we have the Terrifier 2 for November 8th. So I'm incredibly excited for that. I know Dave is too. Yep. And there's supposed to be some some special surprises, they said, and different things. Uh, with the Terrifier, you know, there was a uh, some different things after the after the credits, some, you know, art, the clown tattoos and art, the clown art. And, uh, I think yeah. some cosplays and different things like that. So I don't know if it's kind of that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if, I don't know who knows, maybe, maybe, can it be a little bit of a behind the scenes peek on terrifier three? I know they're not really filming yet, but maybe could we have some storyboard sketches or some, some peeks at some, uh, you know, practical effects they're working on. Who knows? It, it could be, could be something really cool there. Yeah, I'm hope I'm hopeful because I, I'm super excited for the re-release. You know, I'll definitely be going to see it. But uh, you know, I told I told my wife I was like, it'd be cool if they had like a, a blooper reel or something. That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be great. There's got to uh, be some. Yeah. There's got to be some good ones for Terrifier too. Surely, surely. Oh man. All right, but if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out November eighth, guys. You won't be sorry. All right. Now we have some upcoming birthdays. Um, these are some good ones. Not as good as last week's. So I'm pretty sure last week was, uh, you know, was H.P. Lovecraft. But, uh, you know, these are still pretty good. So on September 4th, 1943, we have Michael Berryman from The Hills Have Eyes and The Devil's Rejects. Um, so I don't actually – I can't place Michael Berryman. Is he the one that's, like, on the cover of the original? Yeah, yeah. He's the big gnarly-looking dude. That is. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You'd know him if you see him. He's just – he's a big – gnarly looking monstrous looking dude done lots of things oh yeah yep uh, so i just looked him up on imdb i always have that handy for our episodes so uh yeah okay yep i know who that is very cool well happy birthday to michael berryman 1943 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, September 5th, we have Rose McGowan from 1973. Um, you know, if you obviously most people know her from Scream, um, I guess she was also on Phantoms, which I completely forgot. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 many more. Um, I almost I almost got to see her at a at a panel at a Pensacon last year, but I think she was sick, so she didn't end up being able to make it. Yep. Yep. She's she's pretty cool. She's I, I like her character in the first Scream. I do too. The, I do too. She's the the one that bites it in the garage door. Yep, that's right. Um, I cannot remember her name in the sh- in the movie, but uh, yeah, that was one of the ones. That, that was a pretty good kill. It's pretty, you know, pretty climatic. I would say it's uh, it's very uh, creative. <laughs> yeah, she was she was Stu's girlfriend, right? Stu's girlfriend. Yeah. Yep, she sure was. She sure was, and that was a mistake that she would not live to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we also have uh, probably this is going to be Dave's favorite one this week. September 5th, mm-hmm. 1951. We have Michael Keaton, uh, who, of course, is in Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. And in Beetlejuice, too, the upcoming Beetlejuice, too. That's right. Yeah, but he is. Uh, he's forever my Batman. Forever your Batman. Yeah, Michael Keaton's pretty great. You know, I, I can't deny his greatness. Um, obviously he's one of the best Batmans. Not, he's not my favorite Batman, but I, you know, I didn't grow up in the eighties though. I think that's prob- par- probably, probably par- partly why. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, all right. We have one last one here, which is September 6th, 1949. we have Tommy Lee Wallace, the writer and director of Halloween three season of the witch, probably one of the more underrated Halloween films. Um, you know, Dave and I both really enjoy it. And, uh, we're actually going to rate the Halloween films uh, here pretty soon, so it'll be interesting to see where this uh, where this lands. Yeah, I, I love this movie. I absolutely love it. Um, but it's again, it's one of those movies that people didn't like back in the day. I mean, I'm sure because they probably went expecting to see Michael Myers, not seeing Michael Myers, it felt like a disappointment. But now over time, it's I mean, it's really kind of gathered a following. It's you know, I mean, it's. I don't know if you, especially if you just don't really take it into context, it's not really a Halloween movie per se, as in, in the, you know, the, the storyline or whatever, but it's just, it's, it is such a fun movie. So. Absolutely. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Now we have a couple of upcoming movie really, uh, anniversaries, I should say. We have September 3rd, 1993. We have California with a K. Oh, um, oh there's the movie I was just talking about with Brad Pitt. <laughs> I was going to say, it's very similar to Brad Pitt. And actually I looked it up. It has Brad Pitt and, uh, of course, David Duchovny in it. But yeah, Juliette Lewis, I think, is in it. And... Yep, Juliette Lewis, who, for people who maybe don't know her from back then, she's in, uh, she's in, uh, what is it called? Uh, she's oh she's my. in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. She is, and she's yeah. also in uh, Yellow Jackets, that TV show that I yeah. uh, we watched on uh, she, Paramount, she... I think. Yeah, she creeps me out. I don't know what there is about her as an actress. <laughs> There's just something about her that's always kind of, I don't know, kind of creeped me out. She's kind of odd to me, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. But but you know, she's playing odd in this in this movie. But I, I love California. I think it's worthy. There's a couple of people that are traveling across the country. Uh, I think looking into serial the the works of serial killers or whatever else, and they pick someone up and they don't realize that while they're doing this, they're actually the person they picked up is a serial killer. So it's, it's yep. pretty wild. It's yep, a, that, that's pretty seen, much the description. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen it in a while, but it's it's a good movie. Yeah, so I'll have to check it out because it sounds it sounds like something I like, and it has a lot of cool people in it, so I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. All right. 
And then uh, we also have from 2009, September 4th, we have Carriers, uh, which is a film starring Chris Pine um, and Christopher Maloney from uh, mm-hmm. what is that from? Is that NCIS? Law and Order SVU. No, SVU. Oh, yeah. Law and Order SVU. Yeah. Very cool. I've never seen this movie. Um, I, I have heard of it and I've seen a trailer for it many, many years ago, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I think I saw it uh, not long after it came out. I didn't see it in theaters or anything, but. I don't I don't remember much about it, but it's got I mean, it's you know, got a, a pretty good cast. So it, it, I think it'd be one to be worth revisiting. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. So uh, before we move on to uh, recent upcoming releases, uh, I'm going to say it real quick. False on social media. You'll see all of these little updates come up as we go along in the month as, as well as many more. But uh, moving on to upcoming releases and recent releases. We have Slother House. You heard that right. <laughs> Slother House released into theaters on August the 30th, uh, the day of our recording. And it is described as an Emily Young wants to be elected her sorority's president. She adopts a sloth thinking it will become the new mascot and help her win. But a string of fatalities implicate the sloth as the main suspect in the murders. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't even know what the hell I, I just don't even know. But um, it, it is one of those movies that it'll either be uh, be fun and entertaining, all the you know, like cocaine bear, or it will right. be really weird and goofy and not make a whole lot of sense. Like all like Thanksgiving. Uh, it's just. I don't know. I I, I I don't know. I know it's got a lot of it seems to have a lot of marketing push behind it, though. I, I see ads for it popping up here and there and everything else. So I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's because sloths are a, a fun thing now that people like. And uh, who knows? Are sloths the new sharks? That, that's what I was going to say. I, I feel like sloths are just kind of like a, like they're, they're just kind of like a, like a very popular uh, creature right now. Like they have been for yeah, a few are. years. So. Um, that, that's probably why they did it. If I had to guess, <laughs> probably we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it at some point when it comes to streaming and, and we'll see. Absolutely. All right. And then we also have a movie that I'm really excited for. It is called all fun and games. It will be released in theaters on September the 1st. It is described as a group of Salem teams describe, pardon me, discover a cursed knife that unleashes a demon that forces them to play gruesome and deadly versions of childhood games where there can be no winners, only survivors. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I, I feel like we, uh, I saw a trailer for this. My wife showed it to me and uh, I was like, wow, that looks pretty good. It looks pretty spooky. So I'll definitely it, be checking that out. <laughs> it does. This is the, the movie that I wanted us to review next episode, but I think it's a very limited theater release. Cause again, I don't see it anywhere near me. Uh, it's coming, you know, an upcoming release. So I don't know. Um, I don't know when it gets closer to time, I guess we'll see. I mean, this is one that I'd, I'd like to go see in a theater, but I don't know. Like I said, I just can't, it's not showing up uh, anywhere, anywhere near me yet on their schedule. So who knows? That's it, it's crazy. I, all this limited release nonsense, man, just show me the movie. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for our uh, news, upcoming releases, and anniversaries, etc. Um, if you want to check us out on social media, that'd be much appreciated. You can definitely check out all of these little posts that we post, and uh, you know, it, you won't be sorry. It's a really good time. Uh, with that being said, shameless marketing out of the way. Up next, we have our official review of Shutter's Bad Things. 
Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right. And we are back here on listen to the screams. Boy, we're just buzzing through this, this episode here. Everything's just bam, bam, bam. It's like got right through the news, got right through the game. We're just we're marching along. This might be a little bit of a short episode. Y'all, y'all are gonna, <laughs> y'all just you're getting some time back from us here. I think but, so. <laughs> uh, that's all right. That's all right. We we don't take any more time than we have to to get this stuff done. But uh, but let's talk about Sorry. bad things. It's available now on Shutter, written and directed by Stuart Thorndike, starring Gail Rankin, uh, Harry Neff, and Annabelle Dexter Jones. Uh, is either Harry or Harry Neff? I'm sure I, I completely butcher that as I usually do. It is described as a group of friends go to a hotel for a weekend getaway and soon discover that women do bad things here. Um, you know, I watched this movie and uh, it was all right. It was fun. I, I think it I think it fell short in a couple of things. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the thing is, I, I like the story idea of it. I like the the the, I, I, the acting was really good. And I thought the cast was really good. And it also had Molly Ringwald in it. And, um, and it, uh, you know, and I thought it was executing pretty good, but then I thought it just kind of, kind of fell short and stopped short. And it kind of left us like, okay, that happened. But, but, but why? Why did, I mean, there's like, <laughs> there was no, no attempt to resent it. And again, I know you don't always have to explain, but it seemed, it seemed peculiar. Did, and, and it's like, so did this main character, was she just, kind of having some kind of break and and did these things i mean of course we you know we've given the spoiler warning so here we go we're diving in now you know right. these, this 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 girl and her her girlfriend and then uh their other friend come are going and the, the the other friend drags along not really a friend but an acquaintance of the group who we find out the main girl had an affair with at some point in time right and um but it's kind of odd because you go through it, you you kind of think that the the tag along, they, they try to lead you to believe that the tag along is the killer. It, it doesn't. Right. I don't think it does a very good job of, of really making you think that. It, it seemed it seemed a little too obvious that she that she wasn't. And uh, I, I really kind of early on kind of thought, oh yeah, it's just the main girl here, right? It's she's doing this. And um, but then it was it was just kind of weird with the bomb. Because she was yeah. watching these videos of this lady telling her about hotel because they have a she inherited a hotel, a hotel, which her mom had supposedly set up for her to sell had a buyer. But then she decided she didn't want to do it because her and her girlfriend wanted to run it, thought it would be good for the relationship or something. I don't know. But she's watching this video, which you just think she's just watching this lady talk about hotels and, and giving advice to stuff. But that turns out to be her mom. Who comes with the it's it's all weird, but it's like it's very peculiar. But you see that her later in the movie, her mom's dead, been killed. The the right. I mean everybody's dying, right? Everybody dies, pretty much, except for the main character, who is the one it's killing everybody. And I, I when as I watched it and got to that point, I thought, well, is this just her? She's just you know out of her mind, right? And she's doing these bad things. But then I really started questioning things when she killed the last two, her friends and she killed them in like in a strip mall parking lot. 
with people just kind of there walking by and in the background and no one looked. So I thought, what the hell is that all about? Why, you know, why is no one alarmed by this? So is there truly something bad in this area making women do it? It was peculiar. I don't, I don't even know. I'm not even sure exactly which way it was supposed to go and what was what everybody was seeing ghosts of these people that had died and including her. And it's very, I don't know. It was, is a little all over the place and didn't seem to have a lot of direction. It didn't have, to me, it had very little explanation, which I mean, the movie was fun and it was enjoyable, but it was also very confusing to me. What what do you think? Yeah. So I think here, here's kind of my, uh, my initial problem. So it well, it's not even a problem really, because I kind of liked it at first. Um, when you get into the movie, it was very, it's very odd, right? You know, there's a lot of very interesting choices of sound and music, and everything just kind of seemed a little, you know, a little confusing, but like sort of in a way that like led you to believe that they were going to offer some explanation. So, you know, I was along for the ride, and you know, like like Dave said, you know, we we hop into the movie, we start seeing all the shit going down. Um, you know, the main character starts uh, talking to somebody on a video through her phone. Like that's completely mm-hmm. normal. Um, and slowly but surely we kind of see this uh, descent into madness, if you will. And like Dave said, you kind of have this uh, Fran character. Her name's Fran or their name is Fran. I should say. Yeah. Um, who is, uh, who the main character uh, slept with in the hotel i thought um but they were kind of trying to like hide it obviously and but fran is like seeing ghosts and stuff like straight up seeing ghosts exactly and i looked at the cast list and one of them is not even a ghost one of them is the main character as a as a as a young girl so i don't know how that's possible but literally in the cast list it says young ruth or young Ruthie, which is yeah. the main character. So I'm just like, okay, so why is there a young Ruthie? She's not dead. She's not a ghost, I don't think. But it's acting as if she was because she appeared to this girl. So either this girl has some weird like psychic connection to the to, to the place or something. I don't know. But she's like seeing ghosts from the get go. Like from the jump, she's seeing fucking ghosts. And so that that's like kind of the first thing that threw me off because I was thinking, okay, they're going the ghost route. Well, then there didn't really end up being any ghosts, and I think Fran eventually ended up dying. Well, at least we don't think there's any ghosts. And then you find out uh, at some point, because there's a third floor um, from the get-go, Ruthie, who owns the place now, says, uh, don't go to the third floor, right? She, She says, like, explicitly, do not go to third floor. We have plumbing issues. Well, there's a room up there. And in the room, which we don't we don't see until the end, it's her mom's dead body. Um, and her mom is in a red dress, just like the woman she was uh, imagining in the business room, as well as the woman she was imagining on YouTube or whatever. So you start trying to think like, OK, so you, so like what are all these pieces put together mean? And I think the issue is that I can't put it together like, like I have. Yeah, all, I have all these pieces, but like none of it's fitting together seamlessly none of it's you know jiving together (laughs) there was also the scene where she went in the bathroom like because they they the two friends or the two yeah the two friends suspected that ruthie was doing this right it was her right so they kind of lock her in a room or whatever well they they try to lock her out and she gets in and then they lock her in a room and she like goes to the bathroom and there's like all this white liquid 
that pours down on her, like in the tub, or, or she thinks it does or something. And I'm like, I, and then I, I have no idea what that was. No idea what that meant, what that had to do with anything. It was, I, I don't know if there was some form of it, what's trying to be symbolism in some of this that's just right. not working. But like you said, I I don't know. None of this points to a clear what what is what here. What's real? What's not real? What's causing what? And uh, I don't know. So even as just if you take it as a free form, go with the flow of it. It it doesn't it doesn't flow. It doesn't make sense. It's it's kind of sporadic and all over the place. I mean, we know Ruthie's behind all this. Right. We know right. she is she's the thing and she's killing people. But we're not. No, we don't know why. We don't know why. I mean, there at the end, Ruth sees the ghost of her mom and the ghost of the land, the maintenance guy yep. uh, in the room. So but it's not just Ruth that was seeing the ghost. It was the other. I mean, so it's like. I, I hmm, it was I don't know why. If, if if Ruth was the only one seeing these things, it would make a it would make a little more sense. But I don't know why Fran was seeing these things. That that's what I was gonna say. I was actually gonna mention that. If if it had just been Ruth seeing these things, seeing these apparitions, whatever the case is, it would be fine because then you could just make the illusion or make the um the statement that okay, well she's just crazy, she's seeing shit, whatever. And I think you said at some point that it was supposed to be kind of loosely influenced by the telltale heart. That's what they say. Yes. And, and I can kind of see that to an extent because I, obviously the, the mom was killed much before, um, everything kind of went down. And I think that was sort of what was driving the, the main character, Ruthie, uh, into madness because her mom was dead. But what does not make sense to me and the thing that that just I just cannot reconcile is Fran. Fran yeah. is the one piece of this that I cannot reconcile because she, there's absolutely no reason for her to have been seeing these ghosts. And it's like that. Honestly, I think that's the thing that bothers me out of everything about this movie is like the movie is relatively OK. You know, what I mean, it had some cool cinematography. I like the soundscape of it. I like the scope of it. I think that where they shot the film was very eerie and had sort of that, you know, liminal um, aesthetic. And, you know, even some of the shots outside where like they're running and there's people around, but the people are just kind of like ignoring them. It kind of gave us sort of that eeriness to it. And the thing that I just cannot reconcile about this whole movie beyond all the cool stuff is just why is Fran able to see this shit? You know what I mean? So then – I'm just thinking to myself, what what could make all this make sense? And I just I can't I, maybe I'm just not able to fathom it, but I'm just not able to put it all together. And it's just it, it bothers me. <laughs> yeah, it, it. I mean, you know, last last episode we talked about subject and right. we talked about how that character also did, you know, a descent into madness and, and, and whatever else and was imagining things. Whatever else. But it it worked in that movie and it made it, it made sense. Because right. it was – they never said anybody else was seeing anything, anything. They just said, you know, talk into this and report – give your report. No one ever – never, no one ever said there's something over that other room or, or gave any indication or acted like they saw it. So it was just him. And I, when I was watching this one, I thought, well, 
I kind of thought at one point, well, this is similar, kind of similar. I, you right. know, whether she had a something tragic in her childhood, her and her mom had this horrible relationship, whether she just had issues and killed her mom and, and that really set her off the edge or whatever it might be. This is she's unraveling that she and then but she wasn't the only one. It was so it was weird. It was like why? Yeah, I, I had no idea why Fran was seeing these things. And I don't know if it was to try to make us as the viewer think it was Fran doing these things. But then that doesn't then when they give the reveal, then it makes it all seem really hokey and it doesn't make sense. So why? Why was she? seeing it too right. I, I don't know it was that part was still a little disappointing right it was it was the movie was very well made very well acted and it was going along fine and i just i didn't feel like they delivered on that part and then i just didn't feel like they kind of sealed the deal and put the bow on it at the end properly and it just felt very felt very ah it's okay we don't need to explain and again Sometimes it's okay. You don't have to show everything and give everything away, but it should at least be reasonable that whatever your your intent is behind it, that the viewers can piece some of that together and uh, and get there themselves. And this one, any way you think it's going or try to rational rationale it to go, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. There's always an obstacle, right. and it was it made us it made it feel cluttered. And dis- disjoined. Yeah, I, I think one other thing I want to add to sort of that that train of thought, the the clutter. I think that that kind of almost perfectly describes probably the primary downfall of this movie, in my opinion, which is that there's so much going on and there's very little payout. And in a lot of instances where there is payout, it just doesn't feel like it's sufficient enough to basically exclude everything else. Because I feel like out of the four main characters, and I would say I'll say there are six characters in this, right? Four are the main characters and you that you see in the hotel, and then two are sort of side characters that you kind of see peripherally. You see the woman in the red dress, you see the caretaker of the place, and then you see the four main friends. You have a satisfying conclusion for most of them, but I think that one thing that they could have done potentially to maybe tie all this together is explain why she killed her mom because I have no idea why she would do that. Like there's, there's no rationale. I mean, don't get me wrong. She had a traumatic childhood and that could be the reason, but there's really no exposition to explain the if and how they, the child, you know, why, why she would do that. You know what I mean? And I feel like that was one thing that I was really lacking because I feel like if I could have that little bit of information, maybe be able to reconcile why she killed her mom in the first place. Maybe some of the other pieces could fall together. Also the caretaker. I mean, for lack of a better phrase, the caretaker was sort of a victim of, uh, of circumstance cause just happened to be there. And I also wonder like what, you know, we talked about what was Fran's purpose. Obviously that's already been talked about. I'm not going to keep dragging it on, but also I wonder like, why why was Fran there in the per- first place? I know that um, the one person said that you know they had received a cancer diagnosis, I think, and he they didn't want them to be alone or something. And I don't know. I just felt like that seemed kind of fishy. Like 
I know they have like the wound on their leg that was like a biopsy or whatever. So it's yeah. like, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, is that legit? Like, what is that all about? You know? And then I, I don't know. There was just so much stuff that like, not, not even that I need an answer to, but I just need some form of conclusion. And I just feel like we didn't get a satisfying conclusion to it. Yeah. And I was, I was also confused by when the mom was killed and this, and that. Yeah. And when the one part that kind of confused me about it is when Ruthie is sleeping with Fran in that one scene, mm-hmm. her phone's laying there and it keeps going off with messages that it says she's getting from her mom saying, sorry, I can't make it. Sorry. I guess blah, blah, blah. But then you find out towards the end of the movie at that point, she's got her mama's phone. So it's like, okay, so when did she get the phone? I mean, I'm assuming she got the phone when she killed her mom. So it's like right. when when she was receiving those texts, were was her mom still alive? And why was she saying, sorry, I couldn't make it or I can't make it or whatever? But then she was later there. I, I, so I'm very, I'm very perplexed. I, I feel like some of this stuff they put in there to try to swerve you. That they can oh you make it think it's not not her or not this but it, and then but then there's no reasoning then behind how these things happened. It's like you know Fran was there to be the the red herring that you think they're trying to sell you that she's the one doing this bad stuff right she's the one that's killing people and whatever else. But then when you find out it's not then it's like okay so if she's not it then what is she and, and why is she there why is she seeing things you know okay if if the mom's I mean, it's like if she's got her mom's phone later, who was sending the text earlier? Was it the mom? If it was the mom, why is she saying she's not going to be there? But then she was there. It's like they try to put these things to try to swerve you away from Ruthie. But then when you find out it's Ruthie, then there's like all these loose things hanging with no explanation of, of how it happened. So it was. I, it was. I feel like it had a lot of loose ends that didn't really yeah. tie together. Um, I, I, and I, I don't know how you fix it. I don't know if there was too much here, if it just needed a little more story in there. I, I don't feel like there was too much per se. I just feel like they just didn't follow through on everything. And, um, it was peculiar. That, that's what I was going to say too, is that because, yeah, I, I think a lot of the stuff they threw in there was sort of to be like a red herring, like her getting texts from her mom and, Everything else, like obviously she wasn't. I mean, if she was getting texts from her mom, she would have been also sending the texts. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah. But she's making so, out with this girl. <laughs> it's like uh, right. So then it's like, okay, is she imagining the text for some reason? But like, she's not directly interacting with the phone. Then so how is she imagining? You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I feel like they they threw too much in there to try and be a red herring, and some of it just it just didn't work. Simply speaking, like that's I think that's the primary example. Um, the, the whole texting thing, like it just didn't make, it just did not make any sense. It, it just, it, it, I, it just, you, you look at it from the, like the overarching perspective and it's like, you look at it and you're like, okay, but like, how, how is this even possible? Why is this being included? Because later you very clearly learn, well, the mom's been dead for a hot minute. I mean, her, 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 her body looks like it's starting to like, you know, become necrotic. I mean, at least like a week or so, you know what I mean? Or at least a few days at, at a minimum. So 
realistically thinking like the mom's there she's been dead for a few days which is another thing how did the mom die because at a minimum they that the woman had to have been dead before they got there so my only thought is is that did are we supposed to assume that the main character ruthie went up to the hotel before she brought her friend they 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 brought their friends and killed the mom and then after they killed the mom they left brought their friends to the hotel so that's what i'm like trying to like reconcile is like is there enough time in like this supposed like chain of events for that to make sense i'm like i just don't think it does yeah it's very odd i I don't know (laughs) yeah there's a lot of it's a lot of a lot of questions um and they didn't give answers to them and uh there's not clear cut enough like enough clear cut information to to deduct your own your own things from right. this it does not it doesn't work uh if you if you try to put reason on it it's like nope that that doesn't work it's something conflicts with it so it's again it's it it's it's a it's a beautiful movie and it's a well acted movie but it is a it's a very odd awkward kind of movie it just doesn't it doesn't flow right there there's i don't know it's like they wanted to get to a certain point a certain ending and they weren't quite sure how to get there and it's i don't know it almost feels like they got stuck and just tried to threw in some cheap tricks to try to make it work and it it just it caused more issues it did i don't know it absolutely was (laughs) so all right so um but again, I mean, hats off. I mean, the cast was really good. I really, I, I really did like. Yeah. The cast. I, I, none of them I recognize from anything else I, that I've seen that I know of, and I thought they, I thought they were all really, really good. And um, and, and like you said, the sound and the and the way it was shot and the just the angles, the the sets. And, and, I mean, it was all great. It it all looked really good, and uh, that's why you know, when you're hitting on all these things, man, it's just like, oh, if you just could have could have put the story together right this would have been a really really solid movie and uh yeah but it, it fell a little short so let's uh let's rate this thing i um i'll go first uh out of five screens i'm just i'm just hands down i'm giving it a two i'm giving it two screams because uh for as visually and, and sonically how much i liked it i just really didn't enjoy watching the movie it didn't i did no sense of fulfillment from the movie uh i i actually watched the movie and it, it left me more perplexed and, and and confused than than before I watched it and um and I don't I don't like that that's not, there, there there's got to be some some resolution and they just they're just there wasn't so I'm giving it a 2 out of 5 uh I just I, I feel like they just really did not stick the landing on this thing Absolutely um you know I I don't, I don't think I'm going to go as low as a 2 out of 5 I think I'll probably give it about a 2 and a half um I, I think that the story was okay, minus all the confusing, you know, junk. But you had a really good cast. A lot of these people, you know, I've seen from, you know, uh, smaller things like, uh, you know, uh, the person who plays Ruthie played Queen Victoria and like The Greatest Showman. Um, you oh, know, okay. that's right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, you know, so like little roles like that. And then, of course, uh, not so little of a role, but uh, uh, the the person that played Cal, uh, Hari Neff, uh, she played one of the Barbies in the Barbie movie. So ah, well, I've not seen that. So 
Right. So I recognize them from that. So, you know, I, I like the cast a lot. I think they all did superb job. I think that they, you know, if anything I can take from this movie is that the acting was great. You know, the main character, Ruthie, her act, the actress was fantastic. You know, they, they mm-hmm. were, they presented themselves as a legitimately insane person very well. You know, you have the great acting, you have the great landscape, the filming was good, the cinematography was good, the sound was good. So it's like everything was about this was good except for the fact the story made no sense. So two and a half out of five from Ike. Well, there you go. So uh, a uh, cumulative two and a quarter. Um, <laughs> but there you have it. Not uh, not not one of the best entries we've done in this, but they, they're not all they're not all going to be hits. There's a, there's always going to be some B sides and deep cuts that uh, just aren't gonna aren't gonna land for you. But uh, there you have it. That's our review of Bad Things on Shutter. So go uh, go give it a watch. Let us know on social media what you think of it and what you would rate it. Uh, speaking of social media, make sure you follow us. We're on all the platforms at Listen to Screams. It is Listen the number two in Screams. Uh, we're on them all, so just look us up and follow us on there. Make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And if applicable, give us a rating and review and help us on uh, those algorithms so that we come up with some, as a suggested listen for other people. Uh, also, make sure that when we post things, especially the new episodes, that make sure you share those and get them out there and help us network and spread the word. Uh, like I said, next week, uh, we really wanted to do all fun and games. And uh, if, if something comes up and it looks like it is, we are capable of seeing it, that might be what we end up going with. Yeah. But as of now, I'm not so sure that's going to happen. So uh, the plan B and what we're going to say for now we're going to do is we're going to do the movie That's a Wrap, which will be on video, is coming out on video on demand this weekend. And uh, so we're going to watch that. I believe it's a horror comedy, but it sounds it sounds pretty good. So we're going to watch that and uh, unless uh, all fun and games becomes an option, and then we'll we'll divert back to that. So stay tuned. It might be a surprise. We'll We'll, we'll let you know. Uh, early next week before the episode comes out, which one we ended up landing on. So, but uh, before we get there, Ike, anything you want to say uh, before we close this one out? Oh man. Um, well, yeah, you know, for people who are, you know, anywhere on the uh, East coast, uh, hopefully you're safe. Um, you know, I know yeah. that, uh, you know, the, wonderful quote-unquote uh hurricane adalia is just you know swinging its way through florida and everything else and uh you know i think right now it's mostly in georgia south carolina and maybe a little bit of north carolina but uh you know i just want to make sure everyone's you know safe out there and uh you know if you're listening to this uh you know I- i'm gonna assume you're safe so <laughs> yeah 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 be, be safe be be smart people uh, don't try to do anything don't, don't do anything ridiculous and fight Mother Nature head on. You know, do the do the proper things, and uh, just uh, you know, if it's if it's coming, prepare for the worst because uh, at least that way you won't get any bad surprises. Uh, I mean, a, a good surprise it never it never killed anybody. So, well, maybe I don't know. I won't say it as a blanket, but you know what I mean. Right. So, uh, pl- plan for the worst and, and and hope for the best. That's that's a good motto in life. So, but all right, until uh, next week and next episode. Uh, From us here at Listen to the Screams, uh, goodbye, everybody, and be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.